Hello and welcome back to another episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. This week we'll be discussing the offseason and upcoming season of the Detroit Lions uh, team. And to help us discuss Lions, we have two-thirds of the final fantasy podcast on with us. Guys, please take a second to introduce yourselves. I'm Alex from the Final Fantasy Podcast. And I am John from the same podcast. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you for having us on tonight. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. So let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start off with the Lions draft, and their first pick was Penny Sewell. What did you guys think about that pick? Uh, I will lead off because, as we were saying before we recorded, I am, a, a, unfortunately, a fan of the Detroit Lions. Um, and I thought it was a good pick. I expect them usually to uh, blow it with their draft picks, especially when they had one high. We, me and John watched it together, and I think we thought they were going to go for one of the many wide receivers from Alabama that got picked in the first round. But I was happy they went with uh, Sewell or Sewell or however you say the name. Uh, it seems like a good foundational pick for a rebuild that they're going to do because obviously they're not winning a lot next year. Yeah, I'd agree with Alex on that one. I we were watching it, and I I was kind of in the I, I was kind of in the camp that I thought they were going to go Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, which I mean he who's also a tremendous player, and obviously Miami got a really good, really good fun uh, wide receiver, but obviously yeah they're 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 a team that's rebuilding. So getting a, you know, a guy who could potentially be a, a starter, a left tackle for, you know, 10 plus years, it was a good pick. I, I very much thought it was smart. Yeah, I thought it was a good pick, too. I thought basically they could have taken anyone because they just need everything. But uh, I guess I didn't predict it because I thought he wouldn't fall that far. But then I also thought the Bengals would take Chase. So I guess I had like conflicting viewpoints. <laughs> Yeah, we that's because I, you know, I was like for sure, and and Jamar Chase also a tremendous player, but for me the Bengals the right pick there would have been would have been Panay or however you, you know he's, we got to learn his name he's a uh, going to be around for a while I imagine but um, I I thought for sure they would take him there they needed that that pick but you know they did the the other thing that everybody else thought they were going to do and took Jamar Chase so I I'm totally on board with you there I did not think. Uh, did not think that uh, he would be there for Detroit, but hey, sometimes you win. Yeah, I don't think the Lions management thought he would either, uh, but when he still was there, they took him, which again, gives me a little bit of hope that the new people in charge might kind of know what they're doing. All right. What do you think about their new quarterback, Jared Goff? You know, uh, he went to a Super Bowl, uh, technically. Not that long ago either. Not that not that long ago either. Uh, don't ask me what happened in that Super Bowl um, <laughs> or how he's done since. But um, like, no, nah, I mean, like, like we were saying already, and like what we said on our episode a couple of weeks ago, where we focus on the Lions. It's it's all you know. Uh, Goff is a he's a better quarterback than their backups. Uh, he has been a starting quarterback in the NFL for several years now, so it's not like you know. Um, Name me, John. Name me a bad quarterback. Uh, Nathan, what's his name? Who always Nathan, Nathan Peterman? I was like, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I think he's still floating around, but 
he's mean, better than like a Nathan Peterman, but he's uh, they're not going to win a lot of games, and he's just there to basically fill up the time in the next probably two years uh, while they're rebuilding. Um, but you know, he's not the not the worst player. I'm happy for Stafford getting a shot with a better team. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't. Um, our our podcast is focused on the fantasy football aspect. I certainly would not look at Jared Goff to draft uh, if you're playing fantasy football this year, unless you're in like a 25 team league or something. Yeah. And you know, my thoughts on Goff are, it's, it's going to be the same thing. Obviously I don't think he's going to be there for very long. Um, at least as a starter, obviously they're, I mean, and, and we said this in the last episode, like they're going to be a bad team next year. I, I think it's pretty much set in stone. This team is not going to be very good. You know what? Roll with it. But I mean, Last year, I mean, he took the team to a playoffs, uh, or you took his team into the playoffs, rather, 67% completion percentage on the nose, uh, you know, 90, 90 flat quarterback rating. Obviously, the interceptions have stayed pretty samey over the last three years, 12, 16, 13, touchdown regression, obviously, in the last three years. That, you know, that crazy year, the Super Bowl year, when they had that insane game against the Chiefs that they came out on top of. You know, obviously, you know, 32 touchdowns that year, 22, and then last year, 20. So, I've, you know, but maybe, you know, fresh start, you know, will help things, you know, you never know. But obviously, I think you're going to get into probably the thing I'm about to start talking about. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, Detroit's a great place for anybody. And, I used to like Jared Goff more than I kind of do now. And I like Matt Stafford a lot. So I guess I'm glad he's on the Rams now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Stafford can do, you know, with some weapons. And, and you know, that's kind of what I was getting. I, I think that Goff is pretty much, you know, predestined to have a bad season this year just based on the, you know, sad, sorry stable of wide receivers they have. Uh which, you know, obviously not great. I'm sure you have that information there for me, but uh, it, uh, it's not, a, not exactly an inspiring group. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They could, they could shock the world. Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath, though. I think it would shock the world if they won more than four games. Yeah. Well, I would agree with that. It's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I see they play the Steelers in November, though. What do you think is going to happen there? Um, in Pittsburgh, no less. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, <laughs> I think they'll win. But last time it was a pretty good game when they played them. So, Juju had the ninety-nine yard touchdown that game. Oh yeah, yeah, those will do. What do you think about their new running back Jamal Williams and then Devontae Swift? Uh, you guys were kind of high on him in your episode. Yeah, so I, I'll take the first one. Um, Jamal Williams, I absolutely love. And, it, you know, being a Packers fan, obviously, it's not fun to see him go because as a change of pace back, he showed some pretty solid flashes. Honestly, I think good enough to be a starter. I think his skill set's a little more one note than DeAndre Swift's. You know, obviously, DeAndre Swift gives you a lot in the receiving game. It was be kind of interesting to see what that coaching staff does with him because obviously last year's you know Matt Patricia that you know whatever you want to call it that debacle of a coaching staff didn't really 
use him all that often or all that much. So, um, but I think that they could be a really solid one-two punch. And and our buddy Josh, who's not here, the other third, um, he 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 seems to seems to think they're going to be a a run a lot team. Um, which I mean, obviously, there's a lot of credence for that, but. Or no, he thought they were going to throw the ball. Like, yeah, I was going to say that it was the yeah, opposite. Yeah, it's the complete opposite of that. I think they're going to be more of a more of a running team. So I think I think both of them could be primed for uh, for solid seasons, especially DeAndre Swift. I think we have him ranked at twenty two. Uh, yeah, I have him at twenty two uh, for my running back rankings, which might be a little low, honestly. But I, I think you could still snag him probably late second round, early third round, and he could be a huge contributor. Yeah, I got. Two points from that, I guess. One, I didn't think Patricia was really a great coach. And two, yeah, I guess I think they're probably going to run more because you'd think that I get passing because they're, like, down a lot. But I think they'll just, like, go with what the easiest thing is. Yeah, that's kind of my thought process. I think figuring out what you have, because, I mean, those two players are talented. You know, they're really good. I mean, you get into their, you know, who they have elsewhere you know i mean you got i don't even know i have my notes up from from last time about their wide receiver room does anyone have their depth chart i'm um i'm on their sheets app it's not a depth chart it's just their uh, roster because it's on the pfr yeah. side uh yeah, yeah but... listed... sorry go ahead who's listed as their top wide receiver um i picked from that, I picked, like, Tyrell Williams and Rashad Berryman. Yeah, so. Because the only I mean, other one I've heard is Damian Ratley, and he was, like, the Browns', like, fourth and fifth guy. <laughs> yeah, and I know they have, like, you know, Quintess Cephas and, and some other young guys who could, you know, I mean, something could happen. But, I mean, there is some talk about the Andres with playing in slot a little bit and getting more action in the passing game. But, I, and I do, I think that's the reason. I, I think. Uh, Geronimo Allison's on that team, too. Yeah, I forgot. No, Geronimo yeah. was there. He was pretty underutilized last year, but yeah, yeah, Geronimo. Yeah, he's headlining. Yeah, not not great. But. Uh, yeah, oh, I think Perriman is would be the headliner, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence either, frankly. But well, that's what we we said in our our last episode because we we of course just finished up our, our Detroit episode last week. Um, where the those guys that they have, like Rashad Perriman, is a you know he's a downfield threat as is Terrell Williams and that goes completely opposite of Jared Goff's skill set he's always had trouble pushing the ball down the field he's better you know with receivers kind of you know you know short short middle routes and stuff you know stuff of that nature so yeah the, the, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be kind of an interesting uh, season for Detroit I'm uh, I'm excited uh, I'm a little excited to see what they do yeah they have a bunch of like third receivers and they don't really have any receivers. Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a team from a movie that's like been thrown together because like the other team like all like caught like a you know uh, food poisoning or something and they just like <laughs> throw a squad together for a game or something. So they like found some dudes who like retired like the year prior or whatever. Like the yeah. uh, Georgia Tech Cumberland game when they scored two hundred twenty two on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot like that except. In the in the professional rank, yeah. yeah. What do you? Yeah, think? so it should be fun, I guess. <laughs> what do you think about last year's? Um, what are your thoughts about last? 
last year's first-round pick, Jeff Okuda. I know he didn't play a lot last year, but uh, do you have any thoughts about him? Uh, Alex, do you want to take that one? I'll let you go, John. Yeah, so so uh, obviously he's a cornerback, um, which we know, but I, I, think it was, I think it was a great pick. I think time will tell. Um, their defense is going to change a lot, obviously. I mean, that the whole coaching staff, you know, is, is gonzo. Um, and he had, you know, he had a pick last year and, and he showed some flashes, you know, just, you know, it's kind of hard to tell at this, at this juncture, what exactly he's going to do. But, um, did you, did you guys see that, uh, Jeff Okuda actually, uh, in the Madden 22 trailer, there's an animation of Jeff Okuda actually, uh, intercepting Matthew Stafford. So we'll see if that happens. I'm not even sure if the two teams play each other. I haven't looked at their roster, but um, <laughs> yeah, but obviously coming out of Ohio State, the dude's got a lot of talent. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, I personally like him. I think he's good. They obviously, do play the Rams in October. Here we go. The the blood feud. Oh, if Okuda could pick him off, a guy he played with for nine games, one <laughs> season. Imagine the storylines. <laughs> in that trailer, I saw this one Giants account on Twitter and it was like, there's a one of Saquon fumbling against the Cowboys, and he's like, "Why did it gotta be the Cowboys?" <laughs> uh, because we all love the Cowboys. <laughs> They're our favorite team. Well, those the game is clearly meant to sell. It's trying to sell the most copies to like the biggest loser fan bases, like the Lions and Cowboys, saying, <laughs> "Hey, look! In in the video game, you might be able to win a game or." Yeah. Uh, have a nice play. You know. What would have been what would have been more accurate is if the trailer had like a, a cartoon Saquon Barkley. I guess it's not a cartoon, a video game Saquon Barkley. <laughs> video game Saquon Barkley spraining is like MCL or something, or like getting hurt in some way that like makes him miss a ton of time. I think Yeah, Madden be- should bring back the uh, ambulance truck that was in like the Super Nintendo Maddens. <laughs> I want to see a Madden slime zone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put it on Nickelodeon mode. Yeah. <laughs> one has to imagine. One has to imagine that, that I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And, and, yeah. and this Nickelodeon NFL uh, uh, merger, I, I feel like, is, is coming. It's coming quicker than we think, boys. <laughs> get slime, baby. Get slimed. Now uh, I want to talk about some players that left the Lions this offseason and how you think they will do. First off, we got ex-quarterback Matt Stafford for the Rams. Uh, Alex, you want to Yeah, um, I don't know. I think Stafford, you know, obviously I watched him for the last 10 plus years. Um, he's always been a very difficult guy for me to tell how good he really is because obviously he's been the best quarterback I've ever seen in Detroit, but that's really not saying much. And, <clears throat> you know, he... He would do very well in some games and had uh, led some very nice comebacks, had some good regular season games, but when games were important, he never really seemed to step up, but that's impossible to tell whether or not that's due to the team around him or whether or not maybe he was slightly overrated. I don't know. I don't think he is overrated. Um, and I think that that Rams team is obviously good. Uh, you know, I think their defense got him into the playoffs last year, but um they have enough talent that, you know, it's, unfortunately they're in the most brutal division in the NFL. 
but, you know, I, I think the Rams are as good a spot as any for him to go and have a shot to make something out of the end of his career. So I wish him well. John? I, you know, I think, and obviously taking, you know, I watching football my entire life, but also not doing, you know, fantasy football, taking a fantasy football kind of kind of slant on it. I actually think he's going to have a great season. I, I actually did one of my first uh, – my first mock draft of the season, not that long ago. Um, and uh, I didn't even realize when I did it, I was like, you know, I drafted all my, I got some backs, got some wide receivers and I took Cooper cup. Uh, and then I had Robert Woods and I was like, damn, I was like, cause I always try not to draft receivers from the same team. But then near the end there, I was like, you know what, you know, like let's get the, the rainbow connection going with Matt Stafford. Let's break some hearts. And uh, I, I honestly think that the talent's there for Matt Stafford to have a really big season. And obviously he is, he is a talented quarterback playing you know for Detroit that showed you know it just kind of hard you know the wins aren't there you know the, the stats are all there I mean obviously 282 touchdowns 144 interceptions 45,000 yards like the stats are all there it's just the one that matters the most that that W and that that L there's a lot more of those L's than there are those W's but um I honestly think he's he's primed to have a really 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 good season I'm I'm, I'm really kind of a really kind of high on that Stafford this year where would you put him on your uh, quarterback list? Oh, well, Mr. you know, fantasy football. So that's kind of a, a harder one, you know. So obviously I'm not going to rank him above a lot of the other dudes. I would put him, I think I have him. Let me get my list out. Sorry, I keep, keep putting things away and then having to open them up again. But I would put him near like the back half. I put, I think I have him like 18 or 19. Sorry, I'm having trouble, some loading issues, but I do believe I have him like 18, QB 18, QB 19. Um, and obviously that, you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fantasy football. It's a fickle mistress. So, I mean, it could go one way or the other, but um, you know, I, you know, Cooper cups, obviously a great talent. Robert Woods has been just solid and maybe the most underrated receiver in the league for the past, you know, two, three years. Uh, Higby at tight end. And some fun running backs, Cam Akers, who can catch the ball. Not the best at it, but but can you know can catch the ball in the backfield. So, uh, I, yeah, 18, 19 is where I got him. Yeah, I like the Rams a lot this year. I think their offense is kind of like sneaky because obviously the defense is really good. But I think Cam Akers came on at the end, and then I like Matt Stafford a lot. And then I I think the receivers are like kind of sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've Stafford always... is a big bump up from Goff for that team. So, yeah, I always kind of have, uh, I, I've had Cooper Cup on my squad a lot of times. And I mean, obviously, sometimes there's some injuries there, but there was a couple of years ago when my team was just like so dominant. I think Alex remembers that when I won the championship, pretty much walked into that one. But I had him. Uh, and then there was the year, the Super Bowl year, the Rams, I had him and him and Goff. Um, and they just lit it up. I mean, the dude, he, he can take the, you know, these short balls and just, you know, all the way with them. You know, he's just like, they, yeah, those yak yards, man, the dude, the dude's really solid. And Robert Woods is the same way. So yeah, I'm, I, I think they're going to be a great team, both in rea- reality and in, uh, and in fantasy. You think they'll win the division, either of you? Oh, yeah. You know, that's a trickier one. I don't think they're going to win the division but 
that's you know i think it's possible that that division's pretty pretty stacked so i don't know what do you think what do you think uh alex i think i don't know i wouldn't bet on it but i guess i'd say i feel like the cardinals and the niners won't win it so i feel like it comes down to what russell wilson will do and russell wilson can do a lot so um I don't know. I guess I'd. I guess I'd. I'd put like fifty-one percent on the Rams winning. Well, a little over half. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I believe Jordan said it last week. I think I have the Niners in there winning the division, which I, for me, that was even kind of a reach. But like I said, it could go either way. I think I said the Seahawks, but I don't really remember. I'm sure I'll say something different before the season starts. I we'll think the Rams or Seahawks, but like, like the other two could. The other two are are good. Yeah, That's why it's the best of one, best division. But I don't know. I just like, I don't know if I could see the Niners winning. But then like Shanahan's a really good coach. So I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, there's a lot of question like who's going to start for the Niners. Who's going to you know who's who or quarterback rather who's going to start for the Niners? Obviously, probably Jimmy Garoppolo. But I mean, you know, the last time he was a full time starter, they were a pretty pretty damn good team until until the big one. But yeah, we'll see, man. What do you think about Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones' new teams this season? Well, uh, hey, remind me where they went. I forget. Galladay went to New York. That's what I thought. Yeah. And what about Jones? Jones. I knew Galladay, Marvin Jones. Believe let's look that up. Jacksonville. Oh wow. Uh. I guess, uh, Alex, do you want to start with Galladay or, or I can start with Jones? Uh, I, I personally think Galladay is in a good spot. Um, you know, it's, he'll go as Daniel Jones goes, you know. Um, it's yeah. kind of, that's that's kind of all there, you know. And, I mean, Daniel Jones, again, kind of, you know, has shown some flashes, some some Jared Goffness, you know. Um, but I, Kenny Galladay, I think, is his a talented, talented players there is, you know, at the wide receiver position right now. Um, so I think he'll get his numbers. Um, I mean, I think he'll get numbers. I'm low on Jones and, uh, you know, that team is going to waste a lot of talent the longer they keep Jones in there. And um, in my opinion, maybe they'll have a breakout season and I'll be wrong, but, uh, but no, I mean, you know, it's, I'm glad both those guys got paid or at least Galladay. I don't know about Jones. Um, you know, they weren't going anywhere with the lions. And again, they're just a rebuilding thing. So, I mean, honestly, the Jacksonville might be interesting, not next year, but the year after if they can put together all their, all their new stuff correctly. But that's also, I don't know about urban Meyer. We've said that on our show. I'm not, I'm not sold on urban Meyer being an NFL coach, but God knows, you know, I mean, I would have thought the same thing about Pete Carroll and he's done quite well despite himself. So Trick us all. Yeah, I mean, Marvin Marvin Jones in Jacksonville. So Marvin Jones has been, you know, he's just like steady. You know, he's been, I mean, he's kind of been, I mean, kind of the number one guy last year, just kind of like out of necessity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, nine touchdowns uh, in the last two seasons, uh, nine, in, nine in 2019, another nine in 2020, almost went over a thousand last year, 978 in yardage. I mean, the dude's talented. You know, I, I don't think he's, you know, gonna be i don't think you're gonna say like trevor lawrence and marvin jones you know 
taken on the world or anything and being kind of, you know, the new like Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill wombo combo. But I think he's a solid player. For well, me. no, but his deal, I mean, his deal in general is to be like the number two guy. Yeah. Um, and especially like, you know, I don't know how many years in the league, but he's, you'd call him a veteran now. And Oh, absolutely. Um, he's, he's 31 years old. And- yeah, there you go. So, I mean, a young team uh, having a guy that's been around the block uh, is not going to be the number one guy, or at least shouldn't be. That's, he's, that's a valuable asset to have. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, it's definitely not a detriment. You know, he's, is he as flashy and as fun as a Kenny Galladay type? No, but he's solid, solid. All the time, you know, the dude's just since he's been in the leagues, he's played for a few teams. That, yeah, who did he did he play for? Uh, who was it? It was like Cincinnati. Was it Cincinnati? Yeah, it was Cincinnati. Yeah. And you know, pretty much every year since his rookie year, he's been in that seven, eight hundred yard. He did go over a thousand his like either first or second year in Detroit. I know that. Um, yeah, I mean seven, seven hundred, eight hundred. You know, eight hundred yards a season. You know, usually you know, four or five. You know up to nine, 10 touchdowns every, I mean, he's just a solid, solid contributor. And I think he'll continue to do that uh, opposite LaVisca and Jacksonville. Ooh, I like LaVisca. I think Urban, and I like Chuck too, by the way, but I think Urban could be a successful NFL coach just because his track record is good. I think it would be more, he if he's not successful in Jacksonville, I think it's more that like the Jacksonville Jaguars are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But he does have like kind of carte blanche, fresh start to do whatever he wants. And he got the consensus best pick in the draft. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to give him money to do what he wants down there. I know the, the owner of the Jaguars is that um, yeah, crazy billionaire with the big mustache that I think he just wants to, he'll spend the money yeah. and get them what they want. So, you know. It's as good opportunity as any. I think I like the Giants. Like I like Danny Dimes a lot. I think Giants are my sneaky team. I think they could sneak in the wild card easily. I mean, any. I mean that. I don't think any team from the East is going to go to the wild card, but I think they could win that division. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the wild card team. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, because any team, you know, that's because who is Washington last year? I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, I think. With if yeah. Dak Prescott plays an entire year, I would lean Cowboys. If he's yeah. healthy the entire season, I'm definitely going to lean that way. But I don't know. The rest of that team are such head cases that even with a healthy Dak, I wouldn't. They they should win if yeah. he's healthy, but I don't know that I would bet on it. Yeah, because I mean there were even some games last year that he was playing playing in that you know that Atlanta game, Seahawks game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there were some some wild ones that they lost that they they should have won just because of how bad their defense was, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that that one. I mean, that one's kind of just equally as up in the air as the as the West, just for the complete opposite reason. It's yeah, the worst division. It'll they'll be a little better. I don't think every team will have like an abysmal losing record, but I don't think there's going to be any team that's going to win like twelve or thirteen games. You know what I mean? I used to hate the Cowboys, but now I like them because of Dak. I don't really care about anyone else. I just like Dak a lot. And also, yeah. I, don't, I don't like Ezekiel Elliott either. But yeah, Zeke Elliott, you know, he's—I mean, he's obviously a great player. Obviously, there's some, you know, some other, you know, issues there. But uh, Dak Prescott is—I do really like him. I like when that kind of guys come out, you know, who aren't really have a lot of expectation. Yeah. Uh, who kind of, you know, 
blow it up and, and play really, really well. And, and, yeah. and, and he's, I, he's fun to watch when they, when yeah. he does well, when he's a yeah. player. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Dak fan. Would I say that I am a fan of the Cowboys still? No, I can't do that, but Hey man, get that money kid. Yeah. All right. History time. Love it. I came up with, well, not really came up with, I just wanted to mention this because one of you is a Lions fan and one of you is a Packers fan, and you can make fun of the Packers fan for this happening. So, get ready. And Lions fans don't really get the, that to happen a lot. So, yeah, not too bad. So, in the 1989 draft, so the Dallas Cowboys selected Troy Aikman first, who was a Hall of Famer. And I know where you're going had the second pick, which was Tony Mandarich, which is a bust. And then the Lions got Barry Sanders, which is a Hall of Famer. And then the Chiefs got Derek Thomas, Hall of Famer. And then the Falcons got Deion Sanders, who's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> so four of the five were Hall of Famers, and the Packers got the bust. Yep. yep. That's yeah. right. And I wouldn't even trade it for the three – or I guess two titles the Packers have won since then. Well, that's because they this is Tony Manders because like in Sports Illustrator, yeah, Sports Illustrator, they're calling him the Incredible Bulk, which is you know you should have known right off the bat with a nickname that bad that it's not going to go anywhere good. But yeah, because you think about like because I mean, and the Packers still that was like you know eighty nine, so it was only a couple years later when they got Favre, and you know they were still relevant because I mean the Packers were so bad. I mean they're known for you know the super bowls and the you know the beginning and all the championships before the super bowl era but i mean the 70s and the 80s they were really bad like they were bad bad yeah. bad that team well, yeah bad. since lombardi retired from basically when lombardi retired to they them getting brett Favre, they were just awful yeah and and because even with the tony manders pick like because you see some picks like that really like they're just terrible busts and they do like set teams back forever you know but um this, I mean, I, honestly, it, it didn't really, it didn't kill them, you know, it didn't like destroy them for, for however long. Um, cause he was only, I mean, he was with the Packers, I think, until like 92. And then he, cause he did have like a career resurgence with the Colts, like in the late, the late 90s. But, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, his body was like broken and like all the steroids and shit. And like, yeah, so it, it didn't, didn't work out, <laughs> didn't work out so well. Uh, but yeah, you you got me on that one. Al. Yeah, that saves my calves if we're talking about NBA because they got Anthony Bennett, but he's like he's the worst like talent wise probably. But the Clippers took Michael Oligandy and they really needed like a good player, and he wasn't. And the Cavs took Anthony Bennett, but like the next year they traded him for Kevin Love when they got LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, it, the, the Bennett thing didn't matter because they got LeBron the next yeah. year. Yeah, so, so yeah, like, that's Kwame well, Brown probably. Uh, people consider the worst NBA flap of all time or draft bust, even though like. He played for 12 years, which I don't understand because he was not very good. But that's yeah, why I was actually because we were talking about we were talking about Ryan Leaf before we started recording, too. And that's another one that really didn't like. I mean, the Chargers, you know, have were they were also really, really terrible up in the middle of time. And Ryan Leaf came in, was awful. But I mean, they ended up getting just a couple years later because that was 98, right? Yeah. So, like, three years later, they got 
you know, they got Breeze, and he was pretty solid until and Ladanian Tomlinson. So I mean, they and Antonio Gates. I mean, they were still a fun team because you, you think about the like bad draft picks that just like ruin you for forever. And I think that's just more of a sign of just you know a bad team that's like poorly managed. You know, like the Jamarcus Russell pick. And, and I think know, I think Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell are tied for the worst pick. Yeah, I mean, Mandrich has got to be up there too. That dude, yeah, was, like, that dude, but he's not a quarterback either. So that's. It's always going to go to a quarterback. It's the, the bust history. It, it kind of has to. Don't forget about – we're talking about the Lions. Don't forget about Joey Harrington, baby. Ooh. I think that was more of a product of the Lions sucking. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in the, when it was that um, – I dare not speak his name, and I also can't remember it right now. The idiot <laughs> – Matt, Matt, um, Matt, Matt Millen. The most hated man uh, – at least in his time there, God, he was such an idiot. But all all of his draft picks, I mean, all the wide receivers, all the Charles uh, Rogers, and all the other receivers they that busted, and, um, Boy, basically yeah. up until they got until they drafted Stafford and then Johnson. Or was it the other way around? No, it was uh, yeah, it was Stafford and Johnson because yeah. Johnson was on the Owen sixteen the Owen sixteen team, and then Stafford was who they picked after going over. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're right. So it was Johnson yeah. and then Stafford? That's right. Yep, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, Joey Harrington, I mean, he, like, continued – he was, like, a serviceable backup. Like, he, he wasn't yeah. great. But he wasn't – he wasn't a – I mean, I think they picked him at, like, number three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, far so, too high for yeah. what you got out of him. But, like, I, I mean – bored during quarantine, so I made a Joey Harrington and Mad Men. <laughs> you must have been bored. Yeah. Just remembering the name Joey Harrington comes from boredom. <laughs> Somebody's got to remember him. Yeah. Not as a, not as flashy a bust as your Ryan Leaf, but or you your yeah, or your Jamarcus Russells, or hell, even your Tony Mandariches. He's a real like get in there and get it done kind of draft bust, like Tim Couch, <laughs> Cleveland. Tim Couch, baby. <laughs> we could talk about we could talk about yeah, we uh, could talk about back that side, yeah. All right. It's time for some rapid questions. Some of these are general NFL, and some of them will be on the line. Who is your favorite current NFL player? Uh, Alex, do you want this one? Do you want me to take it? Thinking. Um, I don't know. It, that's that's tough. Uh, favorite player? I mean, like, you know, this is a cheap answer, but I guess, like, I mean, Mahomes is probably the most fun to watch, and consistently entertaining uh ugh, yeah i guess um uh mahomes right now i mean i, I don't think call him my favorite player yeah but i just don't have like you know there's the lions have been so bad and pick them um, the bears aren't <laughs> that much that much more exciting um it was marshawn lynch for a long time because he was just he was never on a team i liked but he was just always the most fun um and even though I didn't love those Seattle teams, like I wanted him to, it was always fun when he did well. But I don't know who my current guy is. John, you go. Obviously, mine's mine's uh, going to be pretty. Mine's Aaron Rodgers, former Green Bay Packers. I guess, player. yeah, he's technically. I mean, he may not be a current player. I would go Aaron Rodgers. Then, as a subsequent one, uh, younger player, I go Devontae Adams. Really love Devontae Adams. and Jair Alexander. Shit, there's so many. Who's your favorite historical NFL player? We already talked about him. He's the reason he and my dad, who's from Detroit, are the reasons why I like the Lions, and it's Barry Sanders. 
Uh, mine would be Walter. My favorite current is Ninka Fitzpatrick. And historical, I don't even know if I have a historical. But just a Terry Bradshaw. I, mean, I like Peyton Manning a lot, but I don't know, like, not really many people don't like Peyton Manning. So. Yeah, Peyton Manning's a great player. Uh, you know, I'll go an honorable mention for current player uh, on the Super Bowl winning team because he went to school here in Nebraska would be Levante David. I think he's great mm-hmm. and a uh, very underrated defensive player. Who's your least favorite NFL player currently? I think if I really don't like a player. I mean, yeah, Brady's too easy. Yeah. And so it's like like scumbags like um I would go Derek Carr. I just don't really I don't like dig Derek Carr's whole You know, time. I'll say Kirk Cousins. I just don't like Oh Derek. no, yeah, I do no, I changed my I changed my answer. Changed but he's so bad and he plays for a team that I hate, so I don't want them to get rid of him. Yeah, why did I say I hate Derek? I have no feelings about Derek Carr whatsoever. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, man. Lock it in. <laughs> yeah. Man. I gotta go with Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, I like Odell. Odell would be an interesting pick. Um because he's so he's been so fun and good. It's just like he's burned me in fantasy by getting injured a lot, which is definitely his fault and not a thing that <laughs> definitely a thing I should be upset about. Those, those two are topping my list right now. I kind of respect Brady for leaving the Buck, leaving the Packs, Pack, yeah. Pats, and then winning a Super Bowl. And then I also like, or I guess respect. I used to not like Aaron Rodgers, but I like respect him. Because he's like the only reason the Packers are like going to the NFC Championship every year. So, mm-hmm. well, if only someone in Packers management would realize that, because that's the truth. Yeah. Yay. Well, I guess Devontae Adams too, but you know whatever. Uh, what is that. your favorite NFL game? If you can think of one. My favorite game, like that I've ever watched. Watched or just like remembered or have been. I would go. I think it was two thousand four. Uh, it was a Monday night game. It was the Broncos and the Packers, and it was it was a good game. Like it was a close game. Um, so this would have been like Jake Plummer era Broncos, I believe. Um, and it went to overtime, and uh, the it, it was first play. The Packers had the ball, and Favre just launched up, uh, you know, a prayer to Javon Walker. Anyone remember Javon Walker? But he just launched up a, a bomb to Javon Walker caught it in stride, no one around, and they just won the won the game, walk-off touchdown. And I was happy for multiple reasons. The uh, the Packers won, and also I didn't have to stay up for like another hour watching oh, yeah. uh, football because I was I was still in high school at the time, so I was Funny. tired. But yeah, that would be my favorite. Or the Seahawks-Packers playoff game when Hasselbeck said, we oh. want the ball, we're going to score. <laughs> there you and go. Al Harris, era, Al Harris ripped them and, and – took the pick six and to win that one those would be my top two i'll give two different ones real quick one is a lion specific one because there aren't a lot of great uh memories uh throughout history but one of the best that i remember very clearly is the last game of the season in i believe 1997 uh where they played the jets and either team if either team won they would get in their respective playoffs uh and I just remember it was a very exciting game. Barry went over 2,000 yards. Uh, also, there was uh, 
uh, a lineman named Reggie something, I forget now, who had this horrible injury and they thought they had to take him off the, the field in a stretcher and they were worried, like for a second there, where he was like going to die on the field or something or that he'd never walk again. Turns out he recovered pretty well, but like it was just a very exciting, intense game. The Lions ultimately won and then got trashed in the playoffs as I always have. But um, I just remember that was the most, uh, as a young fan, was the most hopeful and like exciting game. Um, the other one would be the Super Bowl with the Gi- the first one with the Giants and Pat and Patriots. I remember watching that when I was uh, in college in a in the house I lived at with some of my friends. We watched it because nobody invited us to a party, so it was me and like my three roommates in a, on a little TV, a little box TV, on our dining room table, and we were all huddled around it, and we just thought at some point the Patriots were just going to break away, uh, and when. And it never happened. And it was a very, one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, and obviously it was a fun result that they blew the undefeated season. There you go. I'll go with the, well, the two I don't remember, but saw highlights for. Um, one, I don't even know if I watched these. I probably watched one of them, but I definitely don't watch the other one. The Steelers-Browns wildcard game in 2003. Uh, that was really good when the Steelers came all the way back. And then the regular season game in 2007 when they were playing for the division. And then the Steelers came all the way back again. And then the Browns kicker missed by a couple of feet to win. And then also Mark Sanchez beating the Patriots in the, in the playoffs was a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the butt fumble game. I forgot about that one. Well, he didn't beat the Patriots in that game, John. Yeah. No, I know, but yeah. still, that that image is forever burned until yeah. I think the collective like NFL fan brain for all. Yeah, that. you can't hear the name Mark Sanchez without thinking of butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is your favorite NFL season? Yours might be the Packers being the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Sorry, they kind of chopped out. What was the question? Uh huh. Favorite NFL season? I was saying yours might be when the Packers beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, that, you know, honestly, I think for me, if I were to say one, obviously, yeah, whenever your favorite team at the Super Bowl, that's big. I would go with the, the season when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl far, just because I was still young. My fandom was still very young um, and impressionable. And, like, when, when you're a kid, like, that, that level of excitement, I think, was even amped up, like, even more. And obviously, since then, you know, I know a lot more about the sport and appreciate it a lot more. But the, 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 when I was a kid, I was just, like, freaking out and equally as mad the next year watching them lose to the Broncos. But, like, that, that level of excitement, I think, as a kid would be hard to match. Um, my answer would be, this is tough. It's never something I've really thought about before. But, um, and I'm sure there's another better one. But I would say that my favorite would have been in 2011 – when I moved back to town and started the fantasy football league that we're in today and got really into um, watching every game in a way I hadn't since I was a lot younger. And particularly because being a Lions fan is not always the easiest. Sometimes uh, I'd never played fantasy football before. And when we started doing it, then I realized I can watch a bunch of different games on Sunday and not just be like, hollowed out depressed every time 
because I'm not watching the Lions exclusively or most of the time. Um, and that was just a really fun year. My team, we had, that was our first year we played. We only had four teams in the league, so we were all really juiced. <laughs> and I went undefeated that season and lost in the championship game. But I just remember that was the getting back to, uh, it was, I mean, I, I'd always watched football. I never like stopped watching the NFL, but I definitely like watched it more closely starting in 2011 than I had in a while. And I have a fond memory of that. So there you go. All right. I would go with the Steelers being the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. And also, I watch most of the games on Sundays, uh, like the 425 and Sunday night games, or whenever the Steelers play. But I also sometimes try to watch the Browns and the Steelers game at the same time. But I feel like I'm always impacted in some way about what happens with the Steelers, because there'll be some Sundays where I'm, I'm not watching any, like, more football today. I'm just, like, I'm burned out. Yeah, if they win or lose, sometimes I'm just like, all right, I'm done. That was too yeah. emotional. I I get that. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely some times when when you just had enough, but then I still find myself on the the fantasy app, like watching yeah you know, updates on it because yeah. it's my brain is just now hardwired for it. But but I do get right. sometimes yeah you get a little bit, especially like if the late game, like if it if it comes up as like a some like you know jacksonville versus you know indianapolis i'm like yeah i can probably i can probably let this one <laughs> yeah. know, this week probably but you know i get that all right now we're gonna do some quick lions questions who do you think the most improved player on the lions this year will be um hopefully any of the receivers uh i think swift will have a uh, a good year Again, I don't know if that would make it the most improved. Uh, maybe Okuda, maybe the the draft pick, play a whole year, be the most improved. Who do you think the most underrated Lions player will be? John, I think the most underrated Lions player at this point. Oh God, there's so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> I'm not even saying that to be mean. Uh, probably, probably the most underrated. I can't really say TJ Hawkinson because I feel like he's he's pretty solidified now. He's a pretty solid player. Uh, I, I'd go probably, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna, throw, I'm gonna throw Goff in there. You know, I I do think that he has the ability to have have a decent season. Again, I I'm not expecting a whole lot, but he has produced in the past, and and I think he has he has the, the ability to to turn it around and do it again. All right. What do you think? Who's who? Do you think their best offensive and defensive players are? I'll I'll say Swift is their best offensive player. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, offense. I would go Swift or Hawkinson. I think I think next season um, you're going to see either one of those guys kind of coming in and and uh, kind of overtaking that and and being. I think I think they're both going to be really fun offensive players in general moving forward just in the league um as far as defensive players for the detroit lions uh i see this is another kind of hard one but and now the name's escaping me too this is bad you know because like obviously i want to say darius lay but he's been gone for a while um i think probably trey flowers i think trey flowers is probably their best I mean, the, the dude's been solid since his since his days in uh in uh 
New England. I mean, he's obviously got some some talent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd go Trey Flowers. What do you think their biggest st- team strength and their biggest team weakness are? Uh, team strength for me, Alex. Do you mind if I take this one? Go for it. Team strength, I think, is offensive line. Um, I think they already had a decent offensive line. I think it just got better. Uh, Frank Ragnow's great. Uh, Taylor Decker's great. Uh, and Panay Sewell, I think, is going to be fantastic. Um, and their biggest weakness, we'll just bring it around the horn. Uh, it's going to be their, their wide receiver room for obvious reasons. All right. We'll throw the last question into three. What do you think the most points they'll score this season is? And what do you think the least points they'll score in a game this season? And then which player do you think will score the most points for the team? Al? Uh, least points is zero. <laughs> uh, most points, I will say, you know, 31. I don't know. Um, and then uh, there are the most points it'll score. Who is their starting kicker? I believe it's oh, still. still I don't think it, I'm not seeing him on here. Crater? Is it not? Yeah. Oh, it's not, Randy Randy Bola is their oh, yeah. kicker now. Wow. Crater one. Um. So, or if we're, we'll ignore the kicker thing, um, I'll say. Uh, I, I like Hawkinson to score the most touchdowns. I know that's not exactly what you asked, but yeah, um, it's fair. But uh, yeah, um, apparently Matt Prater went to the Cardinals. Yeah, he did go to the Cardinals. Oh, he also man. have you ever seen the one um, where he kicked like, long one on Monday Night Football when he was with the Lions, and then John Gruden was like talked about Matt Prater for like two minutes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of those games, like, what the hell else do you have to talk about? Yeah, well, like, a 60-yard field goal, and that was impressive. Yeah. yeah. All right, now we'll quickly go through the Detroit Lions schedule. Their first week one opponent is San Francisco. I think that will be a loss. Yeah. Yes. Are we, are we just checking them off and saying win, loss, win, loss? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. All right, let's do it. Uh, unless you have any further thoughts. But um, Green Bay week two on Monday Night Football, that is a loss. Loss. I'll agree with that. Baltimore week three, that's probably. Loss. <laughs> Chicago week four. Loss. It's up in the air on that That one. one's definitely up in the air. But I'll probably say loss. Yeah, I'd lean loss. Week five, Minnesota. That one's up in here, too. I'm going to say W for that one. Yeah, let's go win. Yeah, we'll say they'll beat, they'll beat, the, they'll beat the Vikings. Sure. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like five weeks, they should probably, yeah, I'll go win for that one here. Yeah. Six against the Bengals. Win. Yeah, they'll win that one. All right. I could see that going either way. But I guess I could see anything going either way. Yeah, it's true. It's the NFL. Rams week seven loss. Loss, 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 loss. Eagles week eight. I'll give them a win. Uh, I'll say loss. I'd lean loss too on that one. Week nine is their bye. Week ten is Pittsburgh. I'll say loss. Loss, loss. Week eleven is at Cleveland. Loss. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll go loss on that. Yeah, that'll most likely be a loss, as much as I want that to be a win. Yeah. Week 12 versus Chicago. Uh, they probably won't sweep Chicago, so. Yeah, if we gave them a win in the last one, yeah, we'll give, I'll give them a loss this yeah, time. Loss. They'll also, split. Oh, Minnesota, they might. Loss. Yeah, I'll go L. So right now I have them winning two games at this point. Let's round it out, boys. Denver. Win. 14. I'll, yeah. give, them, I'll, I'll give, them. give them a win. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Week 15, Arizona loss. 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 Week 16 at Atlanta. Loss. Loss. Yeah, that's fair. I can see the Falcons being stupid, but. Yeah, I know. That's the thing about the Falcons. But, yeah, it should be a loss. Week 17 at Seattle, loss. Loss. And then versus Green Bay. Win. Yeah, it's four. Green Bay rests their starters. I'll say win. Yeah, we'll give them a win. This is all also banking on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is their starter the whole season. If Jordan Love is their starter. Oh, I was was assuming that he's not the starter. And I still you were. I'm still assuming it's a split. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with the split regardless. Okay, okay. I, so that's I, four, four wins I got him for. Yeah, he could get a sneaky win there. So that, yeah. that's fair. All right. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the Lions or the NFL in general? I think that the Lions, as long as they have fun, then everybody wins. You clearly know nothing about the Lions, John. There's <laughs> no such thing as fun when it comes to them. <laughs> Their name is not synonymous with that. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I'll throw uh, in that. Bites and, bites and kneecaps. Yeah. yeah. I named my podcast on uh, Dan Olofsky running out of the end zone for two-point safety. Absolutely. Oh, they're, see, there's still there's some interesting things. Detroit's got uh-huh. some fun. They got some Absolutely. Fun. <laughs> we all have fun here. We sure do, boys. Well, well, Alex, thanks, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, yeah, love to come on. Yeah. You should come on ours sometime. Yeah, well, I, I'll try to definitely. Yeah, cool. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll set one up. We'll, we'll try and find a team, uh, because we're going through it like upwards through the draft, so like the bottom to the yeah. top. Yeah. We'll try to find one with a little bit more uh, interesting, interesting players to, yeah. to discuss. Yeah. All right. Make sure to check out. Their podcast, which is the Final Fantasy, and I'll end it on this question: What do you think is would be the most more embarrassing, butt fumble or Dan Olafsky running out of the end zone? The answer is butt fumble. I know yeah, the Orlovsky thing is funny, but nothing has ever been funnier than the butt fumble. Yeah, it has the word "butt" in it. I think that that solidifies that in the history of of, of embarrassing. He ran into a butt and fumbled. <laughs> yeah. His face ran into the there's. This well, it's this doesn't wouldn't even qualify for NFL because it was a college game. But in that two hundred twenty-two loss, there was this play that happened where George Tech was about to score, and so they had this funny thing going where this run running back had never scored a touchdown yet, like never in like even in high school and like middle school, I guess, and so. They just, I guess they did this the previous week too, but they just stopped because at that time they were a powerhouse. So they could kind of just do whatever they wanted. So they literally just all, all the other like 10, because the center still had to snap it to them, just fell onto the ground and didn't do anything. Yeah. The Cumberland team was too confused. 
that they did <laughs> the same thing. But then the best part is the center just direct snapped it to the running back, but the running back muffed the fumble. <laughs> so he ended up getting the touchdown by picking up the snap in the end zone. Wow. <laughs> well, sometimes you win, sometimes you can't score a touchdown in high school, college, or at any other There you go. Damn. Yeah. All right. Again, their podcast is the Final Fantasy. This has been Out of Our Own Zone. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day. <laughs>